to Family Gems, uh, the podcast where we share insane family stories. I'm Suba Agarwal. This is my co-host. I'm... Nope, I came in too soon. Too soon. I'm Valerie Tossi. <laughs> a very excited Valerie Tossi. Uh, the Valerie Tossi who had too much caffeine to compensate for being exhausted. This is... <laughs> I, I'm on, I've already had half a pot of coffee. I'm like Jesus. buzzing around my apartment right Jesus now. Jesus Christ. <laughs> and um, we have a super fun guest today that we're both really excited about. Um, she just had a uh, special come out that you can find called Sex Criminal. Funky spelling, but you'll find it because it is <laughs> worth it. Uh, she's right for the Disney Channel. You guys, please welcome the very funny Alice Hamilton. Yay, thank you for having me. Applause, applause, applause. <laughs> <laughs> um, so Alice, can you, if in case people don't know, can you please let everybody know what your special sex criminal is? Because dear God, is it amazing. <laughs> okay, so... Uh, yeah, I hate Chris D'Elia. He treats women like <laughs> shit because he can. And so I just decided to make something that I thought would hurt his feelings and his friends' feelings and just make them all feel like <laughs> shit because they deserve to feel bad. Uh, they, they're, Yeah, they're having too too much fun, too good of lives. I wanted to tear a few people down. So I made a, a, a feminist mini special. <laughs> We love it. It's so good. Have you seen it yet, Suba? Yeah, I've seen clips of it. I need to, I haven't had time to watch anything, um, but I need to finish it. It's so good. It's so funny. Also, just the, the, the mission statement of, I wanted to hurt his feelings. It's just perfection. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah, it's like clearly, clearly, clearly the courts aren't going to do anything. So the least we can do is hurt his feelings. Yeah. Let's make fun of this motherfucker, you know. But men well, can yeah. be creepy. Uh, <laughs> they can be inherently. The worst. I, I seriously think it's their default setting. Like <laughs> I think they have to work to not be like that. I'm sure oh, women I mean, are like, also just... terrible, but I don't have oh, to of deal course. with them. Yeah. I think but, like, men are men are socialized. <laughs> men are socialized to be kind of shitty. Yes. They're yeah. like raised to be shitty. Yes. Oh my god. It's like from the crib. Like yeah. people will be looking no, at a little real. baby boy and be like oh my God, he's going to be such a heartbreaker. And I'm like, what if he was just a good guy? <laughs> what, yeah. What if he was like, oh I my God, gonna... what a loyal future husband. Why does he have to break yeah. hearts? <laughs> yeah. Oh my gosh, look at this little king. He's going to support his family. Oh my God. <laughs> no, but every time they're like, oh my God, look at that baby, that little baby that's going to walk out on somebody and hurt her feelings. Look at him. Every oh, time, my. dude, I've just been babysitting and nannying since I was seven. Yeah people will just come to you and like talk the way they talk about their sons. I knew a guy, the guy went to my church. He had a son and he posted a picture of the kid. The day it was born, like day one, fresh out the womb, baby. People were saying, uh, how cute. And he was like, my son is not cute. He's handsome. And I was like, it's a newborn. No, you need to relax. Also, it's none of those things. Cause they're always ugly as sin when they're first born. <laughs> I know. He's not like, cute. Oh my God. This pile of flabby yeah. rolls is so handsome. <laughs> oh my god, did he I just shit of, himself of... and vomit? <laughs> oh my god, look at him. He's like already ahead of the curve. <laughs> <laughs> I'm one of those few people who fucking loves a newborn. I'm like, if they're like all like fucking purpley and crusty, Ugh. I still want to cuddle them. Oh, <laughs> no. oh gross. Crusty. No. Also, Alice, are you drinking wine right now? I yeah. love you so much. Can we I just, am. okay, I don't know if you can see this in the clip we're going to post, Very but full. Alice has on a bonnet, a bathrobe, and a glass of wine, just absolutely crushing oh. it. It is And just the so you guys know, it is 1.30 in the afternoon on a Saturday. It's my fucking free I time, fucking- bitch. <laughs> I love it. I, I am here. I for drank it. all my orange juice, or else it'd be a mimosa. So instead, it's a chance. Because you're gonna be like, so that was. I had to get. I had to get some juice. Yeah, you know, some something. some form of of fruit. <laughs> oh, that, that's too funny. Ugh. All right. Well, Alice, uh, can you give us a little backstory on? Uh, you know, I know you. I'm sure you have a story prepared, but like, what's kind of your family dynamic like? On my existence. Okay, here we go. Um, <laughs> <laughs> little backstory for me. Uh, I'm the fourth youngest out of five kids. We're all two years apart. My mom is uh, 
like half German, half Mexican, but she's white and she's she claims white. Uh, and my dad is black and um, they raised us in Portland, Oregon. Um, neither one of them has college degrees. My mom homeschooled all five of us. Um, Damn. Yeah, extremely wow. strict. She, uh, she, she ruled the house with an iron fist. There's no crossing that woman. <laughs> yeah, so she, uh, she used to like have us all in the morning. Um, we would do like family devotions. We'd read the Bible together for a half an hour, and then she would like hold up this little American flag she bought from the 99 cent store and make us all oh, pledge no. our allegiance no, to it. No, yeah, no, for real. <laughs> For real. And then, uh, like, we'd all just stand in line with our hands on our hearts in order of age. There was, like, a whole... It was really <laughs> culty. I honestly, I feel Very like... Very Von Trapp family. <laughs> oh, my mom loved the Von Trapp. She wanted to have 12 kids, and she had five. My dad tapped out at five. Hilarious. <laughs> but, also, uh, I, yeah. I love that your mom claimed white, even though she was white and half Mexican, because that's the least white thing I've ever fucking heard in my entire life. Normally, yeah. every white person I know that has, like, one sixteenth Cherokee is like, actually, I'm indigenous. Um, if you look at my yeah. ancestry.com, oh, yeah. I, I can't. Yeah. No, my, my mom's mom... Uh, my mom's mom was the, she's, her family's from Mexico. She, uh, she told my mom, she was like, I'm not teaching you Spanish. You're not Mexican. You're American. And that just destroyed <gasps> my mom's brain. And my family has never known peace since. <laughs> <laughs> That's so oh. funny. That's so fucked up. <laughs> wow. No, but I do. I, uh, most white people, they will be like, oh, I'm actually like 7%, you know, from Africa. My ancestry said it. And it's like, there's nothing whiter than trying to explain how you're not technically white. It's the right? whitest thing you can do. If you have to pull yeah. out a pie chart, you're white. You know what yeah. I mean? Like, get out of here. Look, oh. whatever the cops think when they see you on the road, that's what your ethnicity exactly. is, okay? <laughs> yeah. That's how you oh, know what you are. God, right. <laughs> Ugh. Um. So okay. So so, your story's got to be bananas because yeah, this is already wild. I'm in. Oh yeah. Um. Yeah. So like the only places that we ever went was like once a week we'd like walk to the library and then twice a week we would go to like a white evangelical church, um. And that's where like all of our friends were, and so it was like really it was like me in uh you know like a little Sunday school class full of. All white kids, no one else. Oh, uh, no. Yeah, so that was super fun. My parents also, like, the, the Republican Party has been pushing for a really long time that Republicans need to have lots of kids and then homeschool them in order to save the Republican Party. You need to raise Republican voters. So that's what my parents were doing. They're having a bunch of kids and then trying to keep the public schools from indoctrinating us into liberalism. Uh, when really they oh. were just, like, indoctrinating us at home. And... Uh, <laughs> Yeah, yeah, it's like so you're making we me were... hate everything that this is. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, that was that was my parents' plan. It was to raise, like, a bunch of, you know, Republican voters who were all really, like, really sort of indoctrinated into that early. But the Republicans believe that the more you talk about race, the worse racism gets. So my parents also never talked to us about race at all. And, uh, like, one of my sisters learned what slavery was from the Discovery Channel. She was watching something no! and she was trying to figure out. She was trying to figure out, like, what country are they talking about? Where did this happen? She did not understand that it happened in America. And I figured <gasps> out what race, I figured out what slavery was literally based oh off of God. the jokes that the white kids at my church would say to me. They'd be like, you pick cotton. And I was like, if you say so. <gasps> and like, I just pieced it together that way. <laughs> Holy how old were, shit. How old were you guys when you when you like kind of were figuring this out? Um, I want to say like around the fifth grade area-ish. Um, because the homeschool oh curriculum God. that we had also like really downplayed, obviously, the horrors of slavery to make people like George Washington look like big heroes. So that's what uh, <laughs> that's what we were doing after we would say the Pledge of Allegiance. We would learn about how Stonewall Jackson was a great man. <laughs> oh, I, like, God. I thought it was bad when my parents didn't tell me about Santa Claus or the Easter Bunny. I'm like, oh, you just admitted <laughs> that the Tooth Fairy is fake. Your parents left out slavery. That's yeah. mental. Yeah. yeah. My mom, 
thought that uh, telling us about Santa Claus was uh, lying because she knew Santa wasn't real and lying is against the Ten Commandments. But then she would tell us like, but don't tell that to your friends because their parents want them to believe in Santa. So it's like now we have to lie to our friends because you won't lie to us. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, it's like you're putting. Yeah. Why are you making me be the liar in this? I love that. I love that your parents are just putting the sins on you. It's like, look, we can't steal. But if you could just go into that CVS and pick up some deodorant for us, that would be amazing. <laughs> That's so wild, too, when, like, I mean, your dad was the same way, too? Like, consider, um, you know yeah, what I my mean? Dad, like, as it- he was trying to, like, my, my family, they were always trying to, like, keep their heads above water in white suburbia. Like, we were always, like, just, like, barely skating above poverty. There was, like, a few months when we lived in a mobile home, and then my parents got us out of the mobile home park and, like, into suburbia, which is really impressive, regardless of all my parents' other flaws. So my dad was working a lot most of the time, and then I I really do think that he was depressed because then he would, like, come Mm -hmm. home, and the only thing he wanted to do was watch Star Trek. And since my mom was, like, homeschooling (laughs) us... Uh, she would just and, and like her her belief system was like mothers deal with the kids. Fathers need to rest after a hard day of providing. So like that man is like a fucking stranger to me, even though we grew up in the yeah. same house. I uh, also had a, yeah, there's sorry. Go ahead. Go ahead. Oh, I was just going to say that I like wrote a joke recently and it's not quite there yet, but I'm working on it about how like my dad told me that he saw Martin Luther King Jr. Speak when he was a kid. Martin Luther King Jr. came to my dad's church in Florida and uh, I just looked at my dad. I was like, why did you wait until I was 30 to tell me this? <laughs> I like yeah, texted my sisters and none of them had any idea. Like, there's no way your dad was on board with uh, what your mom was doing, considering he's a Star Trek fan. One of the most progressive, diverse shows. They even Star Trek addressed racism mm-hmm. and slavery more than your parents. Yeah. There was one bizarre in the Star Trek original um, if you're listening to this, you have to Google this, where they have Abraham Lincoln come back from the dead as, like, in a space apparition, and he calls Lieutenant Uhura, like, um, some form of the N-word, and then ca- and then the captain was, like, William Shatner was like, oh, no, 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 that's, that's not okay, that's how they spoke, like, even Star Trek. Wow. <laughs> was like, yeah. <laughs> teach- was like, okay, this is the future, but we still need to talk about this shit. But <laughs> Well, that's the thing. I like all like all these Republican goons just like think that if they sweep it under the rug that it's gonna go away. And it's like that doesn't help anything. Like you need oh, to yeah. I, like I got into I got into my into a big fight with my dad. I was telling Suba before we started that like just about some like dumb shit that he was saying and like because there he's living in Florida now with my mom and like how he doesn't understand why the don't say gay bill is bad because he's like why do kids need to hear about that stuff and I'm like dad because it it helps them reach acceptance because if you're learning about this stuff and normalizing it at, at early on you know then people don't grow up with hate for different people like if somebody comes and picks up their kid and they happen to have two, and it's two moms. What do you just, how do you, you just ignore it? You don't explain it? Like, that's crazy. And also, like, I just feel like as a Republican, you should be in favor of teaching racism and the history of things just because, like, my parents also didn't really explain stuff to me. Um, And I didn't understand the insults racists were going to use. You know what I mean? So I feel like it would help you be racist if I understood what you were saying. Like, if I have to Google, what are you trying to hurt my feelings with? Like, you are less effective as a racist. I'm just saying to benefit yourself and your bad intentions. Like, what would you rather? You know, it's... (laughs) I'm trying to help you be racist. So explain it to me (laughs) so I know what you're talking about. Like, literally... (laughs) I had a neighbor shout this out, and this is a stand-up joke of mine, but I had a neighbor shout this at me, and this dead-ass happened. I was walking home, and this dude was like, go back to where you came from. But nobody explained racism, so I was like, yeah, I'm walking home. Why are you screaming? Yeah. I'm s- sorry I'm going too slow. Like, you're you keeping me, you're me. holding me up, man. <laughs> I know. Yeah. I was like, this conversation is making me take longer. Like, if they had just taught me about racism, that would have hurt my feelings. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, Help me. You're help like I was you. too ignorant to, to be to be hurt by this. Exactly. <laughs> One uh, thing that so I picked stupid. up from evangelical Christianity that I still use to this day is just um, 
like if anyone ever yells anything racist to me, I always just say like, God bless you just back because it's like mm. they are clearly trying to piss me off. And I'm just like, they're probably also Skating. a Christian if they're yelling something racist at me. So now it's like, <laughs> remember, God's watching. He just saw you do this. And I'm going to be nice Ooh, back to you. That's good. That's a power move. Yeah, it's I've a, never yeah, done in that. The, in the Bible. That's in the Bible, it says like, uh, be kind to your enemies and in doing so you will like heat burning coals on their head. And it's like, it's kind of true. It's kind of sick. Okay. I didn't know the yeah. Bible had sick like winning, burn. like real housewives tips. <laughs> no, for real though. <laughs> no, the Bible is messy and dramatic. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Ugh, like did, so I, I didn't know about it. I didn't know about it until um, today. But did you guys see the speech from Mallory Morrow? The um, yes, yeah. Like I that, haven't like, clicked on it yet, of, but I was meaning to watch it. Yeah, like I haven't watched the whole thing, but I was hearing clips of it um, on a few different podcasts, and like it's it's such a great. It's like we need more of that. Where it's, where she's mm. like, I'm Christian, and like. Being Christian isn't just showing up and being and being seen in the same pew every week. Like it mm-hmm. means being empathetic and being kind and raising your children to be that way. And like, and it was just it was such a great example of like because it, it's for once it's like finally everybody that's on the left can actually like get on board behind the same message where it's like people that are very liberal and people that are like more centrist moderate Democrats are like all saying like this is really great and it's like yeah, yeah. can we. Can she write everyone's campaign speeches, please? <laughs> um, so, Alice, uh, what is your story that you brought for us today? Okay. So, my crazy family Settle story. <laughs> my crazy family story that I brought for you guys. Um, so, around the age of, like, seven-ish, I would start to wake up in the middle of the night screaming just from, like, it, it wasn't even, like, a nightmare because most of the time I would wake up and I would think, like, oh, that wasn't even scary. Why am I screaming over that? You know? But it's, like, my parents, because they're so religious, they would, like, rush into the room and immediately start, like, shouting these prayers to cast out the evil spirits that were giving me nightmares. And it's, like, in retrospect, this is what was making me freak the fuck out in the first no, fucking place. That wouldn't like, calm anybody down. No. <laughs> no our daughter no. is scared. Quickly, scream about the devil. Like, that's... <laughs> yeah. In, at, like, three in the morning, they're coming the in, devil. like, David's get out of here in the name of Jesus. I covered Al- Alexandra in this whole room in the blood of Christ. And, and just, like, screaming that in the middle of the night. And, like, that that's how my parents handled <laughs> fear and anything from, like, day one. Like, truly, some of my earliest memories are, like... You know, my mom, five kids, she's doing bedtime by herself because my dad has to unwind after delivering mattresses all day. So he's watching Star Trek and she's like trying to wrestle together five kids that are all two years apart. And uh, she would like, you know, you got to divide and conquer. So she'd just get us like one at a time into different rooms, get us all to bed and then and then do it that way. So I would sometimes be in my in the room that like three of my sisters slept in it with me. But like I was the first one in there. I was there by myself. So I would like. We had no nightlight or anything. And I, so I was like, called to my mom and be like, hey, it's really dark in here. And I'm, I'm really scared. And my mom would never, she would never fully go into the room because she didn't want to like, she wanted to make it clear that she was busy doing other things. So she would just like lean her head in. And uh, she would say like, oh, those are just evil spirits trying to scare you, but you have authority over them in Christ. So if you just pray and cast them out in the name of Jesus, then they have to leave you alone. And then she would just like close the door so no light from the hallway is coming in. And then I'm just in there like praying my ass off, trying to get these evil spirits oh to leave gosh. me alone in this like pitch black fucking room. <laughs> and so um, oh. I-, I tried to make this into a joke, but I don't think people were really laughing at it. I tried to say like my mom wanted to raise a prayer warrior, but she raised a complete asshole instead. <laughs> oh my That's God. That's wild. I've never mm-hmm. heard, that is just such a, wow. Uh, confirming mm-hmm. your deepest fears. That's the way to calm down your child. <laughs> Mom, I'm scared of the evil spirits. They're yeah. there. <laughs> They're right there. And like, They're really, right with you. <laughs> I mean, from like two and a half, three years old, she's telling me this stuff. Um, we, we, we used to watch, we could only watch Christian television. 
And I remember uh, the Trinity Broadcasting Network, if you sent them money every month, they had like a new like love gift, they called it just some stupid tr- Christian trinket they'd send to you. And one one month, the love gift was a nightlight in the shape of a cross. And I told my mom, you have to send the money because I need that nightlight. Because I thought that like the ah! nightlight would like make it less scary. But at the same time, the shape of the cross would keep the evil spirits away from me. And then once I got that nightlight, it was much easier to sleep. <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, OK. I have a follow up question. How many please? How many precious moments figurines does your mother own? <laughs> Oh, my mother has zero precious moments figurines because that woman does not enjoy anything but the Bible. That's the only thing she likes. My mom doesn't even like music. She's one of those that like her favorite song is the Hallelujah Chorus. And it was like her cell phone ringtone all year round. Like it's the only song she likes. Oh, my God. Dude, if Jesus came back, he'd be like, do you have anything else? Like, (laughs) yeah, I'm going to be here a while. Is there any other songs on your playlist? My mom just tells Jesus play. is like, why are you so obsessed with me? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, my mom only would play Christian music in our house because she believed that the sounds of worshiping God would drive away evil spirits, but she didn't really enjoy the music that much. Man, so many evil <laughs> spirits. What is going on? What is going on I in that mean... suburb? <laughs> There's a we're engaged in a spiritual battle. It's it's spiritual warfare. We're fighting for the soul of this country and we got to turn back to God and repent so that he will start blessing our country like he used to bless our country back during fucking slavery. Oh no. Do you do you have any type of relationship with your mom now? Do you guys are, are you, do you talk at all? Um I mean We've been fairly estranged-ish for like six or seven years. Um, And like truly, like as soon as like Black Lives Matter started in like 2014, that's when I started seeing like, oh my God, like life is not necessarily what my parents told me it was. Like America doesn't work the way that they told me it was. It took me, genuinely took me that long to see through all the fucking indoctrination. And so then when I started trying to talk to my mom about it, I thought like, if I'm just like really nice about it, she'll be cool. And she'll hear me out because I was like always really good. Like I used to tell people like I'm the favorite, but I deserve to be because I've earned it. And my siblings (laughs) would like they would like swear at my parents and they'd steal the car and they'd get their friends to like be disrespectful to my parents. Like all my friends, I was like, you'd be nice to my parents. And they were always really respectful. Call them Mr. and Mrs. Williams. You know, your siblings got your friends to like talk shit to your parents to be like, yeah, fuck you, mom. And then there'd be like three kids sipping on a sunny day. Like you're stupid. Yeah, that's right. You no. fucking suck, lady. I just picture <laughs> my siblings oh my had God. their friends. My siblings' friends would be like disrespectful to my parents, but all my friends were like kind to my parents. <laughs> and like I would obey all my parents' rules. They were like no Harry Potter because it's satanic. And I was like, I don't believe you, but I'm not going to watch it if you don't want me to. Like I would try to obey all their rules. So I was like, I'm the good one. My mom knows I'm respectful. She knows I was never sneaking out of the house. She knows I was never staying over at boys' houses. Like, she Mm -hmm. knows who I am. So I'll just explain to her how this is racist in the same way that I just realized all this bullshit is racist. And her response was so combative and emotional. And I was, like, really hurt by it. I was like, oh, my God. Like, don't you know who I am? Why, Why are you reacting this way? And then, like, we just kind of just, it, it just, like, pushed us further and further and further apart. And so then my, my mom, she'll, like, reach out every once in a while and just pretend like nothing's wrong. And so I would always tell her, like, if you don't want to talk to me about why I am upset with you, then I don't want to talk to you at all. <laughs> and yeah. so then, like, cause she'll, she'll send me, like, you know, a, a text message of a picture of some crackers in the shape of a bunny. She'll be like, you love bunnies. Have you seen these cute bunny crackers? And I'm like, bitch, I have seen the crackers. Let's talk about racism. <laughs> yeah. Obviously. You're like, speaking of crackers. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, oh it's my so gosh. hard. It's so hard. Like, I deal with shit like that with my parents too, but I can't even imagine like not even close to that same level. Like, Oh, that's so tough. Yeah, it's I try I try to talk to her. She'll like just like derail the conversation. And honestly, I was reading that like some people sort of like in my mom's position their their self-esteem is so low that they can't handle any criticism. And that's why they will 
just like it's just a mirror that she cannot look into. Right. And so I'm thinking at this point, like, I think the only way that me and my mom can have a relationship is with professional mediation. We need like a therapist, but that sort of shit is really expensive. So I'm like, right. all right, if I get some shit rolling with comedy, I'm going to use that money to hire like a team of fucking therapists. Just sit with my, me and my mom and be like, can we have this conversation, please? Man, that's how you know yeah. your family is complicated. Like most people are like, I'm going to buy my mom a house. And you're like, I'm going to buy her a th- team of mental health professionals. <laughs> I'm going to buy her needs- empathy. <laughs> my, my mom needs a therapist oh. who's not a Christian. <laughs> no, no. Yeah, right? Mm-hmm. Oh, my mom does uh, that. My mom's like, my mom's reasonable, but she'll do that too. Where instead of the Bible, it's scripture. Where I'll be like, oh mm-hmm. no, I'm going to therapy, and she'll be like, everything you need is in scripture. I'm like, where in the scripture does it tell me how to get over the fact that I fucked a DJ who I thought was way beneath me, and then he treated me like trash, and now I can't take a shower without screaming? What part of the Vedantas <laughs> would I find guidance? I had to deal with DJ Cool Ice. <laughs> not texting me back. Where? Please, if you could point me to the direct quote, that would be most helpful. Oh my god! I, uh. mm-hmm. Oh, chaos. that's so brutal. Pure I'm chaos. so sorry. That's rough. That's fucking <laughs> rough. Oh, it is. It's it's we it's weird. It's weird as hell. Like my siblings and I all growing up, we all constantly thought that we were seeing demons, but then none of us ever thought we were seeing angels. Oh, I was no. like, that's kind of a reflection of the, the environment that was being cultivated in our home. I, I've yeah. told my siblings, and I don't know how much they agree with me on this, but like the more I listen to podcasts about cults, the more these cult leaders remind me of my mom. Yeah. And I'm like, I don't think she could make any converts. So she just made five people. <laughs> <laughs> She's like, I'm gonna build my own church. <laughs> mm-hmm. That's. Did you, are you the oldest, Alice? No, no, no. No, I am fourth here. youngest out of five. Fourth I've young, one, okay. Yeah, one sister younger than me, and I'm yeah, I'm the fourth youngest. How are the rest of your okay. siblings doing? Um, my yeah, they're they're doing pretty good. Um, good. they all have like healthy boundaries with my parents. Like me and one of my sisters, we don't really talk to my parents, but then the other three, they still do, but they. You know, they they have their boundaries and they feel comfortable with. And I'm not trying to like my dad. uh, You know what? Here's another crazy family story. And here's where I get my fucking paranoia from. Um, I was trying to like when the Delta variant was coming out, my parents, they're anti-vaxxers, obviously. So I was like texting my dad. I'm like, hey, you know, people have been getting this vaccine. I think that like it's pretty safe. You know, all your kids have gotten it. We're all okay. Can you please think about getting the vaccine? Because this Delta variant's got me scared for you. And my dad was like, oh, you know, I don't need the vaccine. I have prayer. Thank you. And I told him like, you know, I was trying to talk him into it. And then he told me that he was taking hydroxychloroquine. And my first thought was like, yeah, my first thought was there's some fucking college student selling my dad like vitamin <laughs> C for $10 a pill. And, you know, either that, and I, it's like, I didn't think it was like fentanyl or something, but I, I was at the same time worried, like, what if it's, what if it's not hydroxychloroquine? It's probably like vitamin C, but it, I, I was like, I know that your doctor at the VA did not prescribe you this. So where the hell did you get it from? And my dad was like, not wanting to tell me, which was scaring me even more and making him th- me mm-hmm. think like, my first, like, I thought, like, probably just some white guy at his church has a prescription to hydroxychloroquine and he's selling my dad pills, just, you know, whatever. I assumed it was that. But then finally, I just kept pressing him and pressing him, like, where'd you get this from? And he was like, are you trying to, like, have me arrested and thrown in jail? Are you trying to turn me into the authorities? Because, like, this was after the January 6th when all these Republican news channels were talking about how people's kids were turning their parents in for storming the Capitol. Um. And so I was like, oh, my God, this is the state of my relationship with my dad that he thinks when I reach out to him to get the vaccine that I'm trying to have him thrown in prison. And I was like, Dad, I'm a socialist. I hate cops and I'm anti-prison. Like, I'm not trying to get you locked (laughs) up. And then he yeah. told me that Stella Emanuel, the uh, the demon sperm doctor lady from Cameroon that Donald Trump loved, um, she just no. gives out prescriptions to hydroxychloroquine over the internet to anyone who wants one. No. Because, <gasps> like, honestly, hydroxychloroquine, if I'm remembering, it's not like it has side effects. It's like it is a medication with side effects. It's just yeah. and it is used for certain things. It's just not going to help you with COVID. So you're just taking this yeah. harsh medication and putting it in your system for no goddamn reason. 
Um, that's why yeah, it can be bad oh, for your heart and up. cause colorblindness. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, it seems like your parents already have that. Right. So. <laughs> <laughs> oh. oh my gosh. Uh, that's yeah. nuts. Honestly, though, this is fucked up of me. I kind of wish <laughs> my parents were scared I could get them arrested. I just would love the power trip. <laughs> Oh, right? I called oh my home God. and my dad was like, so are you trying to get me arrested? And I'm like, I don't know, dad. Have you, why don't you log off my Facebook page? Stop commenting. Or I don't know. Oh, no, I'm yeah. dialing 911. Looks, <laughs> looks like somebody should have signed my student loans after all, huh, dad? Yeah. <laughs> Co-sign for this apartment or I will have you arrested. <laughs> oh, if only we had that power. Put I mean, me truly- back on the family plan. Or I swear yes. to God, is that a knock at your door? Oh, oh, it was Amazon. Good, because I thought it was the police I called. <laughs> it might be the SWAT team. I, I swatted you. <laughs> I swatted you. Oh, man. It is like... It, it, one thing I'm learning, too, with, like... These people... And by these people, I mean, like, people like my dad and, like, people that are just very... They're just scared, and they can't handle that somebody else has a different experience than they do and they always need Mm -hmm. to make it about them in terms of like yeah well I've been through hardships too like the whole what about me what about me and it's like this doesn't take away from your experience you're still allowed to have all of those feelings but that doesn't mean that somebody else didn't have a different experience and that it you know is it going to affect if they get hired for a job if they you know get evicted from an apartment or like whatever because of because of race and it's like my dad cannot, it's the whole like, you know, buy your bootstraps mentality Yay. that's just so yeah. frustrating. Um, a friend of mine, her her dad is Japanese and her family had like in the past, like they had like, they were in America during internment. And mm. she just said like, it's very like cultural that that side of the family does not really talk about what happened. And she was telling me like when she was taking, we, we met in college. So she was like, I think a psych major or she took a few psychology classes and she was telling me that like a response to there's two like different responses to trauma which is i went through this and no one else should ever have to go through this and then there's i went through this and i survived so shut the fuck up and quit complaining you can do it too and i feel like that's kind of more what my dad feels like um and and so my dad he grew up in segregation in the south and now the way that he looks at like black lives matter is like anything short of the colored section is not real racism and you have it so much better than me. So you need to just like suck it up and deal with it. And I try to like explain to him like racism didn't go away. It just changed. You know, it's just like it's trying to hide and disguise itself as other things. But he is convinced that he was like, you know, none, none of the black people today know what it's like to you know, sit in a movie theater and like the black section. And I'm like, that's, you know, it's true. And that's a good thing that we don't understand yeah. that anymore. It's a good thing that that shit stopped. But he's still like, you know, he just wants, I think, other black people to be grateful, which is why he didn't really give too much of a shit about the way my mom was raising us. But at the same time, he didn't really know because he wasn't that involved. And right. and I remember like when I was 16, my my mom and two of my sisters and my dad, we all went to Disneyland and it was the first time my dad had been to Disneyland. And so it was kind of exciting and it was like a cute, fun little family trip. But then my dad said something and none of my sisters and I, like none of us reacted to it. And then my dad stops walking and he goes, oh, you guys have never seen Back to the Future? Like he he quoted something in the movie and none of us like knew what he was talking about. And I literally, I pointed at my mom. And I go, the woman you married didn't let us watch TV. <laughs> like your wife is the reason why we didn't do this. But yeah, yeah, he really he did not realize like I think how how strict my mom was right. being. And my mom, because she's like, you know, grew up like white and and trying to fit in with like whiteness, mm-hmm. she uh she believes all these stereotypes about black people. And so she thought she was ending racism by proving that black people are not inherently bad, they just have to be raised the right way, sort of like saying black people don't raise their kids correctly. Oh my God. And that she was gonna prove that black people were good by raising some black kids the right way. <laughs> Racism is systemic. Ugh. It's not. I know. No. Ugh. I and love like, it. That's so bad. 
I know. I love that Hannah Gatsby called misogyny a mental illness because I'm like, bigotry is a mental illness. Yeah. Like, it really fucking needs to be treated professionally. Uh, my family is just like a testament to how like anyone's allowed to have kids. Anybody can have them. No, no one can stop you. Anyone can have kids. <laughs> and it is so frustrating because it so much of it is like, if you don't, if you raise your kids to be hateful, most likely they're going to be hateful, and mm-hmm. it's so. It's just, it's so sad to watch. And like, it, it's like, I, I'm terrified of having children because for a lot of reasons, like for one, you know, just being a parent scares me and, and especially the way that the world is now and like bringing somebody into the world where like everything is just falling to shit. Like I feel so bad for Gen Z and like all this mess that they have to clean up. And, mm-hmm. and the fact that, you know, our parents' generation is doing everything in their power to make it even more difficult. And I'm like, you're yeah. going to be dead in 10 to 20 years. Can you please? That's generous. Like, can you maybe not set the world on fire? Like, oh, yeah. But it's what's that Mulaney joke so where he's like, you can't order for the table if you're about to leave the restaurant. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's funny. Oh, that's great. That's such a good. Wow. I haven't heard that. That's a great joke. But it, it's so true. And like, you know, my parents so desperately want me to have kids. And it's like, do you think I'm going to leave them alone with you if I do? <laughs> like, are you like, I know what you did you to me. Gonna... You're not. <laughs> yeah. I'm, not, I'm like, and my mom has told me so many times where she's like, you know, if you ever get pregnant and you feel like you can't keep the baby, like, just have it and I'll take it. My mother mm-hmm. said this to me on so many occasions. My mom said that to me and too. I'm like, I'm like, what is Yeah, wrong that's how my mom you? feels as well. Yeah. And I'm just like, you. I know what it's like to grow up in that craziness. You think that I'm just going to have a kid and then be like, here, you deal with it and let, and absolutely not. If I were to like, give my yeah. child to my mom, it would be like a secret bomb. Like I would raise this child to be a nightmare. I would teach it all of the curse words. I would teach it to break plates. Like I would, <laughs> I would create a weapon. Here's what, <laughs> here's what and my mom I, hates. Do this, this, and this. <laughs> And then I would leave it at her oh. house and just watch her brain explode. <laughs> oh, As this child just ran around pulling paintings <laughs> off the wall. <laughs> it's yours, mom. Congratulations. The kid's just screaming like, ah! <laughs> I wouldn't mind being a parent. I just don't want to have a baby. So like, <laughs> if someone I just feel. left a basket on my doorstep, that's best case scenario. <laughs> Aww. That's how I feel. I'm I'm like, no, thank you. Mm-hmm. Oh, and when beautiful. you said, too, that your mom, that, yeah, and, like, the fact that your mom had five kids, that's five years of being pregnant. Mm-hmm. I can't. I can't um, fathom. Cool. When my very oldest sister turned 16, my mom said that she felt physically sick and almost threw up when she realized she was going to have to spend the next eight years teaching a teenager how to drive. <laughs> I was like, bitch, you did this to yourself. Sorry. You know? Yeah. Oh. My parents just never taught me. They were like, we're not doing this. And so I didn't get my license until I was 18 because I had to have my friends teach me. (laughs) My mom, my mom taught all of us how to drive. My my parents did. uh, And I got to watch my three older siblings learn how to drive. And I saw the things that they would do and say that would piss my parents off. So when I was learning how to drive, I'd try not to do and say any of those things. Like, if my dad told my brother, like, you know, hit the brakes, and my brother's like, I know. My dad's like, no, you don't know. You're like, yeah. <laughs> okay, well, just chill out. <laughs> it's like, I know it's yeah. terrifying to put a 16-year-old boy behind the wheel of a fucking killdozer that can go 120 miles an hour. But, uh, uh, you know. You're you like, we're also in a parking keep... lot. Calm down. <laughs> yeah. My parents also keep, like, voting against public transportation. I'm like, we could take the fucking train if you'd let them build one. <laughs> Yeah, right? Why? Why are they against public transportation? So many people preach Jesus on public transportation. Just bring them to a Q train seminar (laughs) with some man more time to read the Bible, not having to sit there and drive in a commute, you know? (laughs) They Uh, think that's socialism? Wow. Yeah. My dad, when they installed in Portland, Oregon, they have public transportation called the Max Train. Um, And my dad... Oh, my boyfriend's headphones are playing. I think he probably played some music. <laughs> I know, I was in the like, did somebody just turn I... on music? I was trying to use my boyfriend's headphones for this, and then I just turned them on, so I think his phone connected to them, and he's probably trying to play in, an, in his AirPods <laughs> in the other room. Uh, <laughs> yeah, when so they installed saying- the Max train in Portland, 
my dad was like ranting in the car while he was driving us in our 15 seat van, not a minivan, a regular van. That was our family vehicle. My dad was ranting like, they put the max train next to the road so that you, when you're stuck in traffic, you can see people getting to where they want to go immediately. Like they're trying <laughs> to trick you. It's like state indoctrination. You know, this is like socialism. They're trying to, you know, and it's like, well, yeah, if we had trains, everyone would get where they want to go faster. That's good. And isn't there socialism <laughs> in the Bible? There is, isn't there? Yeah. There, the word <laughs> socialism's not in there, but there's a parable in the Bible that Jesus tells about how um, this man needed some work done on his field. And so he went out and he offered everyone that he found the same amount of money to come and work his field for him. But the people who got there early in the morning were upset that the people who got there like an hour before the work was done were all being paid the same. And then Jesus was like, you know, the kingdom of heaven is for everyone, whether you've been doing this your whole life or whether you say, you know, sorry, Jesus, on your fucking deathbed, everyone gets to go to heaven. And it's like, that's socialism. <laughs> wow, man, your dad is going to be real upset about the kingdom of heaven. He's going to be yeah. He's going to be like, I don't know, oh, is there a way I, for me to vote for somebody else to run this place? Because this yeah. is ridiculous. <laughs> we all I get wish wings. I could see the yeah, looks. You don't get to, yeah, you don't get God's to choose the guest wings. list, Dad. Sorry. <laughs> I wish that I could see the looks on my parents' faces when they die and then wake up in hell. And I'm like, yeah, y'all <laughs> fucked up. <laughs> oh, that's like, so Wait funny. a second, I thought we were going to heaven. No. <laughs> Whoops. No. It's funny because like, we, uh, so, so. Oh, the, the few episodes that we've done so far have all been like, like silly shit. And, and it's just like, goddamn Alice. <laughs> I know. <laughs> like that is like truly like, Here's wow. what's fucked. I think that every single story I've told you guys is silly and funny, but I will sometimes <laughs> be telling my siblings, not my siblings. I'll be, I told a friend of mine a story from my childhood and I thought she was going to laugh and she started crying. And I was like, Alice, pull back. <laughs> oh no. <laughs> yeah. It was, oh, it was Sarah Lawrence. I told Sarah Lawrence a story from my childhood and we had been drinking wine. So it's it's not like she, but she just like teared up and I was like, oh, I thought you were going to laugh. <laughs> oh, man. I'm always Which, learning. Which by the like, way, we need, not... I love the uh, idea of you to, trying to do uh, relatable comedy about your upbringing without prefacing it at all. And just being like, don't you guys hate when your mom tells you the yeah. devil's going to drag you to hell at three years old. <laughs> You know yeah, what? At three years old Disneyland. and three in the morning. <laughs> uh, you know when you're being yeah. homeschooled <laughs> by your mother that didn't teach you slavery? Everyone's like, what? <laughs> yeah. You know when you're you're singing in the family car, uh, I wish I was in Dixie. Hooray. Hooray. Ah! Like, I fucking love that song. The song is a banger. Oh. Oh, no. That song is a banger. <laughs> In Dixieland. Oh, yeah. Uh, like, she she had this tape. It was called We Sing America. There's, like, a b whole bunch of, like, We Sing tapes. for. They were, like, music for kids in the 90s. But they would have, like, songs like, Cotton needs a picking so bad. I'm going to pick all over this field. And me and all my siblings are singing this because we have no fucking context for the history of our the country that we fucking live in. <laughs> And again, you guys look I terrified. I think that's so fucking funny. <laughs> I also can't believe that that's a thing that existed as recent as the 90s. Like, truly. Oh, yeah. Like, Holy shit. We sing America. Wow. That's crazy. Wow. Also, We like, sing spelled is... with two E's, like we children singing, because it was all kids singing. How do we even, where do we go from here? <laughs> yeah, yeah. How do we I even think, put a bow on this I podcast? Think to therapy, I think we end this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> and we all go to a therapy session together. <laughs> um, okay, let me think of a let me think of a funny story that we can close on that's not as terrifying. Let me um, just say that now I know why you're drinking wine at one thirty in yeah. the afternoon. Uh, I'll be right back. I'm just gonna walk into the ocean real quick. Uh, just stare into the <laughs> yeah, just, just Bitch, I have me memories to forget. Uh, <laughs> uh, my mom thought that Halloween was the devil's holiday. And so we never could celebrate Halloween and my parents would turn off all the lights and my mom drew like a, my mom's actually pretty good at drawing. She drew a jack-o'-lantern and then drew like a big circle around it and a cross through it and like put it on the front door to try to symbolize that our family did not participate in Halloween. 
But because all of our lights were off and there was like a, a scary like crossed out thing, like people just thought it was a haunted house and it, it <laughs> brought more kids to our house <laughs> to try to like trick or treat. And my mom is like such a stone cold villain that like people would still come to our house and ring. The, my mom would answer the door forgetting it was Halloween. And then there'd be like a three year old in front of her dress as Buzz Lightyear holding out a basket like trick or treat. And my mom would go like, we do not participate in this holiday because we are Christian and close the door. But wow. my mom works at... She runs a daycare center out of her house, and it took until I was in college no, for her to realize. No, she's raising more kids. Oh, yes, no. it took until my it took until I was in college for my mom to realize that on Halloween she could put out a pamphlet advertising her daycare with a piece of candy on it, and put that in the kids' baskets, and then use it for like capitalism and like to try to make money. And so now she participates in Halloween. She just tries to use it to get the people in the neighborhood to bring their kids to what? her daycare. What? Oh yep. no, the, yep. we can't do the devil's holiday unless the devil can get me a two for one deal. Like, how is that? Exactly. <laughs> Look, absolutely she, not. This is Satan's work. But if Satan's work is also my work, maybe there's some business to be. <laughs> Swear to God, she hands out a Jesus pamphlet and a flyer for her daycare. <laughs> That is with a piece of candy attached to him. I bet it's wow. the worst candy too. I bet your mom doesn't splurge for the good stuff. I bet it's oh, like it's I bet it's like a Werther's a fucking, or something. Could you imagine? Yeah, those it's like kids? a peppermint spiral. Yeah, it's like <laughs> root beer barrels or something gross. <laughs> oh, I fucking love a root beer barrel. I love all the worst candy: candy corn, circus peanuts, peeps. I love it all. Oh God. Alice, oh, it's no. because you Those didn't get the good stuff as a Alice, kid. Alice, that you'll is take, actually just, oh, the no. devil's work. What you no. just described, circus yeah. peanuts. <laughs> that's where your mom was correct. No. That is oh, a- <laughs> circus peanuts. So no. good. No. Did I you know was, that if okay, you took so- pure sugar and molded it into the shape of a circus peanut, there would be less sugar in the sugar mold than in the actual circus peanut? <laughs> How is that even possible? Because <laughs> it melts down. You can put more in there. I, I love circus <laughs> peanuts. <laughs> Okay, so <laughs> my dad, so this this happened a couple years ago. My dad's triglyceride le- level was like off the charts. And so we all had to kind of step in and have uh, a intervention to not let him eat a bunch of trash food. And so we, I was, vis- I was home visiting and, my, and we were going to go to the grocery store. My mom's like, you need to go with your dad because he can't be trusted. So I'm with him at the grocery store and I'm monitoring everything that he's putting in the carts. And the next thing I know, we're in the candy aisle and he pick and and he has a bag of circus peanuts in his hand and i was like dad no he goes i just want to feel the weight of them in my hands <laughs> i was like you have lost your goddamn mind like oh my god I and fucking then he like relate got into to your oh. dad so much <laughs> no 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 this is the only this is your only common denominator is circus peanuts and everything else when, is not That's when so i was a funny. kid I loved sugar so much. My mom would never buy it for us that like while she wasn't looking, I would just pick up a bag of marshmallows and just smell them and then put it back <laughs> on the shelf. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. This so is like good. a genuine so drug addiction. Like this is oh, I'm my, absolutely yeah. cripplingly addicted to sugar. This is what my fiance does with cigarettes. He doesn't smoke, but he just goes in the smoker section just so he can smell it again. Mm-hmm. Oh you guys my god! Are doing that with like fluff and stuff, marshmallow batter, and like you know what's yeah. delicious is strawberries dipped in in uh, jet puffed marshmallow cream. Jet puffed. That's oh. what I don't know. I think fluff and stuff is a category of porn. I don't know what I was talking about. That is what I, I meant. Say, I know fluff. It sounds like marshmallows. Fluff- sounds like marshmallows. <laughs> yeah. Oh, also sounds like HR puff and stuff, which was like a character from TV from forever ago. There is a I'm lot a, of stuff all I happening. Did, all I did was watch Nick at Night. You guys, I'm a thousand years old. <laughs> <laughs> um, my mom didn't let us watch any non-Christian TV except for like Leave It to Beaver. She really <laughs> liked. Of course. Uh, so I watched a lot of that growing up. That's so funny. Oof. Oh that's man. Wild. What is there in Y'all Christian TV? Y'all wanted to talk about some insane. Fi- oh my god. Besides VeggieTales, I know VeggieTales, and that's all I know. Yeah. Okay. So there's these televangelists, and you, I don't, I would be surprised if you guys knew their names. There's one named Kenneth Copeland who kind of went viral at the beginning of the pandemic because he was one who was like trying to end COVID by spitting. He like spit (laughs) at the camera and thought that that would end COVID. Kenneth Copeland um, and Jesse Duplantis, they are um, these televangelists, they're multimillionaires, and they would make these Western movies where that they could star in. 
um, called like one of them was called Gospel Bill. The other one was called Covenant Writers. And it's just like they're they're just <laughs> Jesus bullshit Western propagandists because all these wannabe conservative Christian cowboys, they want to be preachers and cowboys. I love the so idea. They would just make, I don't know if no. this is how it went down, but they were in a duel and then they just prayed. They're like, square up. And they're like, I'm going to win this argument. And then they just got on their knees. <laughs> Oh no, someone in Covenant Riders gets fucking branded. They were violent films. Uh, There was another, uh, Kenneth Copeland has a daughter named Kelly Copeland and she had a kids show called Commander Kelly and the Super Kids and they would just like fight these like spiritual warfares and stuff against like, you know, shit. And that was, that was what we were allowed to watch was this Christian television. Oh, brutal. Propaganda. You were allowed to watch propaganda. Yeah. Like. That's why wow. I'm obsessed with Lord of the Rings, because that was one of the first non-Christian movies my mom let us watch. And I was like, this, the production value on this is <laughs> fucking amazing. They're like, this is a, an actual fucking story. And I, yeah. they're my favorite movies. I still watch them every year. Um, my your, boyfriend thinks your I'm mom a fucking is like, nerd. And I'm like, I am. Like, what did your they mom is like, yeah, hey, there's, there's a guy with a beard. That's close enough. <laughs> Uh, J.R.R. Tolkien was a Christian, and so was uh, C.S. Lewis, so Mm -hmm. the Chronicles of Narnia and uh, Lord of the Rings were fine, but J.K. Rowling is not a Christian, so Harry Potter was satanic. That's hilarious. And in retrospect, I'm happy my mom didn't let me get into Harry Potter, because it saved me from ever having to give a shit about that psycho bitch's fucking anti-trans opinions. It's like breaking my heart. (laughs) The real reveal is that J.K. Rowling herself is satanic. (laughs) (laughs) Oh... She sucks out loud. Um, well, I think we're, oh, wow, we're like at an hour. Yeah. Look at us. Yeah. We did it, girls. Y'all wanted some insane family stories. I hope I delivered. Oh, my God. <laughs> you yes. sure did. Oh, this was so. Um, Alice, is, where can people find you? And is there anything you want to plug? Um, yes, I'm on Twitter at Alice R. Hamilton, and occasionally I get messy and talk shit about comedians that I just think have careers better than what their talent has warranted. <laughs> and uh, you can find me on Instagram at Miss Alice Hamilton, M-I-S-S Alice Hamilton. And you can go on YouTube and you can check out my little mini special called Sex Criminal. There's some parts of it that are more anger than jokes, but I think that m- women tend to think that an angry woman is funnier than men. So I think that if you're... <laughs> A uh, fucking woman, you'll really like it. It's called Sex Criminal, spelled with a C-K, like Louis C-K, S, or sorry, C-E-X, <laughs> and then criminal is K, criminal. <laughs> That's so great. Oh, hell yeah, Alice. Yeah. Suba, do you want to plug anything? Uh, yeah, just follow me on social media. I mean, preferably delete every social media from your phone, but if you don't, uh, just search Suba, <laughs> S-U-B-H-A-H. I'll come up, follow me on Instagram, TikTok, YouTube, Twitter, all the things. <laughs> God, yeah. as soon as I have money, I'm deleting all of my social oh, I media. Know. <laughs> I know. That's all I want to do, too. Uh, same for me. I'm at Valerie underscore Tossie on Instagram, Twitter, TikTok, if they'll stop silencing my videos because I'm a woman with jokes. Uh, <laughs> just, you know, all of the fun things. Uh, I have an album out called Beach Trash. Please go listen. And uh, yeah, this has been super fun. Thanks for being here, Alice. Thanks yeah, thank for having you. me.